Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Funny Thing About Yoga. It's Bradshaw, and I'm here with Gianna Gambino. Hello, everyone. Yeah, she's not related to the great great Gambino, who um, is also known as Babe Ruth. That's the great Bambino with a B. Oh, shit. That's so weird. (laughs) I've always correlated you. Um, yeah. Um, wow, I literally never realized that. Am I fucking yeah. so insane? You know, do you know what, why the Gambino name is famous though? I don't know. It sounds like something with the mafia. Yeah. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's Where the, are you, wh- it's the was, crime family. Was your family a crime family at one point? I don't think I'll ever know. I think they for sure were. They told me no, but like, I don't they're think they're lying. Ever... Of course, you're, you're not like, hey, I was in the mob. Like, they don't, you know, organized crime. That's not how it works. Have you ever watched The Sopranos? Actually, no. I try. I've, I've literally tried. Everyone out there is going to kill me because I know that they say it's one of the best shows of all time. Yeah. I've tried about six times and I've gotten to the fourth episode and I'm like, okay, maybe I just, I can't first, I can't. And you know me, I can, I can get into shows. Yeah. But for some reason, I really can't get into that. Same. I watched know... a few, but I, I can't follow. Yeah. You know what I can get into though? But let's get into the topic that we're talking about today, something that I'm very passionate about, which is what is it, which is you can't even say it. I can't even say it. I'm so so passionate. I'm so passionate. I'm lost my breath, (laughs) Uh, which is yoga etiquette. And Mm -hmm. we if you've been following us on the gram, I make the really, really viral, funny videos. And those really so viral it's sickening <laughs> so viral that when you listen you probably have gonorrhea um so <laughs> so catchy yeah. that it's overwhelming no uh but we are talking today about yoga etiquette as a lot of my videos that I've been that I've been posting on our Instagram are about yeah. which is kind of the crazy stuff that we sometimes see in um yoga classes and yeah, i was from oh, the other from the other side of the room like it's you get a whole do different perspective when you're yeah yeah not, we're gonna not in the class totally totally and i also think that a lot of people are you know always new to a yoga practice mm-hmm. so if you are new these are things that you may not know and that's okay you're learning now and things that you should consider going to a public yoga class. And I think that we're also going to keep it very much in the public yoga class sphere. Yeah. And I think if, if you, um, listen to our Q and a episode, we kind of touched on some of the yoga etiquette when we talked about cell phones and yoga, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure we'll recap a little bit of that today too. Yes. Can I start off with part point number one? Yes, before you do point number one, but I'd love for you to take us there in a second. One thing that I just remembered that we addressed in that Q&A episode is that yoga etiquette 
should be, you know, a standardized etiquette, no matter the place that you are taking yoga classes. Cause we talk about it like gym, like the gym etiquette versus mm-hmm. the studio versus wherever else you're taking yoga. So before we start this list and Bradshaw's going to start us off with number one, I like, this is, I want this to be standardized no matter where you're taking mm-hmm. a yoga class. It's just like a perceived etiquette for yes. the entirety. Yes. Gym, okay. so forth, everywhere. Yeah. All right. Number one, number one. What do you think it is? What do you think it's going to have to do with? Um, You're going to talk about cell phones and I watch. No, no, no. That's actually not what I'm going to talk about. Okay. Just get, tell us. Okay. I'm just excited. Be, <laughs> uh, be on time. Be okay. on time. Yeah. We love now, that one. We love that one. Now I also want to say, I get it. We all have busy lives. Sometimes we're not on time. Have I been late for yet? <laughs> yes, you have well, been late. Late for a yoga class? I absolutely have. And I get that. I do. Mm-hmm. But it's when someone, and this happens often, the same person is consistently late. Mm-hmm. That's just, you're not, you're, that's just rude. <laughs> you're not it's, it's just is because you're not considering the other people that got there on time you're disrupting yeah. their time as you come in they have to move their mats and so forth mm-hmm. if it's like once or twice i get it but if you're consistently late it's yeah. just not good etiquette and, and that goes you- for any kind of class gianna any kind of you know class in college late to totally. a performance to say, like you just aren't late can i tell you about like how I feel about late students when I'm a student. Rude. I, well, no, no, like as a student, if I'm set up, I got there early. Mm-hmm. I found the perfect spot for my yoga mat. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things I know in particular. I'm usually a creature of habit. I'll always kind of try to set up in that same, same spot. spot that I, I, I feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And, but then also I like to know what's happening around me before the practice starts. Like, I like to know that this person's here, this person's there. I mean, if there are mirrors, I've positioned my mat in a way where I can like see a sliver of myself from the back row in the mirror. Like I've, I've thought about this and I, it, I took a couple of minutes before class to actually get comfortable mm-hmm. with the spot that I chose as a student. Yeah. Nothing bothers me more than that person who walks in at exactly the time the class starts or a couple of minutes after don't even get me started. If they arrive 10 to 15 late, then if they come in and they put their mat a little, like close to mine, I'm like, no, 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 no. I, no, it's so I, annoying. I actually chose this spot because of the empty space next to mm-hmm. me. And now you just ruined my entire practice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should but, work on letting things go. I don't know if you have 100%. And you can continue <laughs> to tell me about all of the work I need to do in therapy. I do not care. No, I know. Fact I'm, of ne- the matter I'm neurotic is, too. I'm just neurotic in different ways. The fact of the matter is, I know that as I'm saying this, I'm not alone. I know that there's uh, yeah, 100%. listening to this podcast saying 100%. Amen. Yeah. And they're probably saying, Praise the Lord, uh, Jesus. G- G- praise the Lord, Jesus, Gianna Gambino, um, the, the great Bambino, Gianna Gambino. Sometimes, um, sometimes I like to make it a point for that late student, and then I uh-huh. get up and I move my mat five inches, and I look at them with I, my the, with my least my, my my least friendly stare. I throw a hymza out the window mm-hmm. and. Literally, she throws it right out the window. She takes the hand and throws it out the window. 
right out the fucking window. She said, I'm not and then it undoes all of the work I'm trying to do. And then she completely unravels, has a breakdown, and turns into a Karen and screams. Um, <laughs> no, okay, okay, now as a yoga teacher, when I'm late, I will, um, I, I will pause. I, like if I, if I had just said a couple of things and someone comes in with the mat whip and the slap mm. down and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I will be like, that's it. That's how I'm like, I'm just oh, I was like, did you, I, I was like, did you just pause? <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to have to restart it again. Um, no, I totally, I totally, totally, totally agree. Obviously. Um, yeah. so it's just like, uh, and I think just let's go into this point. This rich relates to this point, which is leaving early. So uh, there is someone that came into my class the other week, 10 minutes late on Tuesday and left five minutes early. Why mm-hmm. the fuck are you there? I don't know. Like you're I, literally coming in late, disrupting the class, and then you're leaving early. So they come in during the quietest part of the class and leave during the quietest part of the class. It makes no sense. I know teachers who I've gotten into disagreements with because they're like, well, these are the people that need yoga. Oh the my most. God, please. Everyone's so goddamn sensitive. They're like, they need it. Come on. No, they're in a public room, they're in a public setting. Everyone's too lenient, and you got to set some boundaries. I agree with the boundaries and I can also see the perspective of like they need it the most, but I also think like there can only be so many allowances you can make. And there's, like you said, a boundary, there needs to be a boundary of like how much we could accommodate one person without taking away from the collective experience. That is the thing, Gianna. To Mm -hmm. me, that is the point. When Mm -hmm. someone says they need it just as much as everyone else. Yeah, but the 20 other people probably need it just as much and we're on time. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it doesn't, again, it's just to me is a very lame excuse. It's not a good excuse. And I think that sometimes when, I think this is a very good example of just yoga culture in general, yoga people is they want everyone to like go along, get along. Then they they don't want to set any boundaries and they just allow people to be rude in settings like that. I think that like, Mm -hmm. because you're expected, I think as a yoga teacher to be so kind and sometimes too passive. Yeah. And I don't think that that's helpful. I'm not saying that you have to yell at anyone, mm-hmm. but you have to set the boundary as the person that's facilitating that class. Yeah. That you can't be late every single week on Tuesday. Yeah. I I asked. I don't teach at Tuesdays and I'm just everyone knows. <laughs> at one particular studio, I had a, an experience for a couple of weeks in a row and it wasn't the same student. It was different different students each time that were coming past 15 minutes late. And at that point I had to set a standard and boundary for myself because I'm like, at this point of practice, I'm all like in my vinyasa classes specifically, I am already in, I'm in the flow, Bradshaw. Oh my God. <laughs> Bye everyone. I'm signing out. <laughs> Um, for those of you who haven't seen, uh, I don't know when this will release, but just go look at our Instagram on the Kaya yoga school page for, for the one about being in the flow. We kind of <laughs> do a little, a little joke, but in all seriousness, I've already like warmed up the body and I've started to move breath per movement. And so that person's not I, I am very intentional about the way I'm sequencing. So if you're going to not do the preparations and just jump in at a point that is a little bit more um, strenuous, 
I don't really think you're going to get the most out of my class. And I want you to get the most out of my class. Yes. So uh, anyway, so I've asked the studio and they were very, very nice, very accommodating to not let people in my classes Mm -hmm. past 15 minutes for that Mm -hmm. reason. And, and I really, I'm glad they appreciated that. And then it started a larger disrupt uh, or they not appreciate that. What's the word? They honored that. And it started a lot larger discussion. And I think it then became like a studio wide policy. Standard. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I think um, that I, I mean, gosh, you and I have both teach, taught a lot of public classes mm-hmm. over the years, lots and lots of public classes. And again, as we go through these things, I think it's important to recognize 95% of students are fucking amazing. Yeah. Are there more than that? You know, it's just like <clears> you <throat> have those few people that just are not. Um, and that can really, really, one person can really disrupt the space. Yeah. Um, depending on, you know, how distracting they're being. I think um, the next point. Wait, uh, can I say one last thing? You can say whatever you want. I'm obsessed okay, with it. Okay, just one last thing about the being late. Um, I think one other thing I did that I think people can relate to is like, you know, when it's it's at the hour, like I like to start my class like at the hour, 12 o'clock on the dot, like I want to start. But you know, those times where just the room's a little bit too busy, like people are still finding their place and there's like props being gathered and like I'll oftentimes will say like, I'm going to wait for you all to settle down and quiet down before we begin. And like people kind of know like, oh, let's, let's hurry, chop, chop and, mm-hmm. and be ready. Cause I consider that even though you're physically there, but I consider like not being physically ready with your props and setup mm-hmm. that's delaying the class. It's taking away from the time as the collective. So I just wanted to say that. Totally. And then last point, cause we brought up like the, the, the co-point of leaving early, if you have like an extenuating search circumstance where you have to leave early, just let the teacher know and always try to leave before Shavasana. I think or be close to the door. Like a lot of students will leave before Shavasana and then be close to where they can exit. Be really quiet with the way you roll up your mat. Um, you know, I appreciate the tiptoe walk out of there and the very mm-hmm. slow close of the door, doing it mindfully or whatever it is. Um, like you can do these things. You can still leave early, but be mindful and considerate. Like having etiquette means taking all of that into consideration and, and honoring the rest of the people in the room. Absolutely. Okay. What's your point two? I got two more points. Okay. But, but we're just doing two. number two. Yeah. Thank you so much. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm actually just like going, I'm going number two <laughs> while we talk about number two. Imagine Imagine if I was just like pooping and like we did yeah. an hour podcast and like I didn't wipe the entire thing. I, okay. Um, well, I wouldn't put it past you, but let's. Oh, gee, that's gross. Okay. Okay. okay go. So my second one is this specifically goes for like vinyasa classes which is loud breathers. Wait, is this your etiquette? Gianna, no, Gianna, this is absolutely etiquette. Absolutely etiquette. Can we? Yeah, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm going to let you talk about this, of course, but I want to rephrase point number two to be more broad about just like noise control. Okay. Yes. Noise control. Noise controls are specifically loud breathers. For Bradshaw, loud breathers. Oh, Gianna, do not tell me that you have not had a loud breather in your class. Oh, I do. And we're going to talk all about it. But I also think noise control can be like like, silencing your phone. 
phone. Yes, like, don't be yes, talking. Yes, like, yes. I want, yeah. You want to, yes, of course. Because, like, I mean, just loud breathers, a little too niche for etiquette. I don't think so, but that's okay. That's why we just, we disagree. We agree to disagree and we agree that I'm right. So, okay. Um, so we we're talking about the breathers that want you to know. No, no, no. I take... can No, no, no. Everyone knows. You don't need to explain it to him. You know, a loud breather, everyone, the person that's practicing in a vinyasa class, that's breathing so loud that you could probably hear it two buildings down or like the person breathes so loud that you're like, are they okay? Yeah. Like the the person, there's literally a suit next to them, like looking at them and like, what is going on over here? Don't you think that some people who breathe loudly think that that's how they're supposed to do it? And they want to show the rest of the room that they understand what yoga is about. I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's that. And I think that <laughs> they're, I like, do. I'm they're like, yogi, I'm a real, I'm a real, yeah, yeah. Hear me, <laughs> hear me roar, motherfucker. No, um, <laughs> then, like you're like inhaling. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, but like when they're, they're just breathing, like you, again, and you want to be able to, as a teacher, like I want to be able to hear my students breathe. Gosh, that's like the heart of the practice, especially vinyasa practice. But if you're breathing so loud that like it distracts people, the teacher and yes, and, there, you, and other people in the room, you're breathing too loud. Yeah. I had a experience where someone was breathing so loud front row center. I know it distracted the entire room, but I could not hear myself think about the next thing coming up in my sequence because I wanted to to like run across the room and find a space of silence. You you just like hey do you know do you know do you know what I did? Do you know what I did? What? I held them in a down dog or a child's pose and I started talking about softening in a breath in a way where it's you can just hear yours yeah, where it's only audible to you and it shouldn't, you know, your breath should only be audible to you and not your neighbor. Did they get it? Well, nothing changed. So <laughs> I'm going to say no, but after class, one of my regulars who sometimes like her and I would just like, look at each other and like, we know, we know what we're thinking. But one of my regular regulars came up to me and was like, I thought that attempt <laughs> like that was a really good attempt to try to get that breathing to, to, you know, simmer down. I was like, I really tried. I did it. I was like, I couldn't hear myself thinking. And they were like, yeah, I couldn't hear like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, the, the beginning, the beginning end of that with like the breathing or just the noise etiquette is like, keep your noises to yourself. You don't need to breathe so yeah. loud. This um, goes to again, like, turning off silencing electronics, you know, mm -hmm. turning off your text tones or whatever it is. Like I've been, even though one of my music is playing and then all of a sudden I never turn it off. And then all of a sudden it's like, ding, ding. I know. I, ding, ding. And I'm like, say, fuck. Even, I'm like, though even though I fuck it up all the time, you know, what's happened to me that I've been victimized by vinyasa yoga and Regina George. <laughs> um, no, this has happened to me as a teacher a number of times. And I actually still to this day do not know how to fix it. I need someone to write me and explain how to work my iPhone because I will put my phone on do not disturb. And obviously I use my phone to play my music to teach, but your emergency contact, if they call you while oh, yeah, teaching, yeah, yeah. always cancels out your do not disturb. So mm -hmm. this has happened to me 
a number is it of like times. your sister calling you or something i'm not telling you who my emergency contact is that's personal can i be yes. it can i be it? am i in it yes Am I um, actually no, you, I'm not you, you would you not, because you, you literally would, your phone be going off all the time. No, yeah, it would be going off all the time. But also, if I actually had an emergency, you'd let me die. Like, you that, would, Gianna, <laughs> that is awful to say. You ignore my calls half the time. <laughs> I'm like, That's does a, anyone have the info to her bank account? <laughs> but yeah, no, I still don't know how to um, make it so that my emergency contact doesn't break through my DND. Do not disturb. But yeah, so silence your electronics. Um, try not to talk. Like you definitely have those friends that come in sometimes and will like look at each other and chat during class or you have- Or like uh, you have the girlfriend who's like, or, or boyfriend, whoever it is trying to- Correct like, their Correct partner. their partner. Oh yeah. my God. I'm just like, get back on your mackerel. He'll figure it out. Snoring and Shavasana. I mean, it happens, but also that, you know, control the noise that disrupts the practice. Okay. Gianna, tell them about when I was snoring, when we went, when we, went, when we did that thing. The sound bath. Yeah. Yeah. So and I was, I, okay. I also have sleep apnea, everyone. I just want everyone to know. I know it's really exciting. This, this particular time. <laughs> well, we were, we were instructed. So we went to Integatron in, um, in California, it's it's just outside of Joshua Tree, and it's a geodesic dome. So it, the sound bounces off those walls in very unique ways. So wherever you hear noise in the dome, it bounces like to the opposite spot in the dome, and they're very outright about the process. Like people will fall asleep during the crystal bowl sound meditation, and so. If you get a snorer in there, that snore is going to be bouncing off the walls and like in the ear of the person mm. opposite of you. But yeah, they instruct you to like kind of just like very gently nudge the snorer. I had a nudge Bradshaw like the entire time. No, like, you did not. No, well, you did I, not. Let's just say I did not get the meditative sound bowl experience because I was nudging. But also I have to say I was there as like the host of a retreat. So I was very um, aware of like, if people were uncomfortable, cause like some of those sounds are so resonant that it could actually be like disruptive to the nervous system and jarring for people. And as the caretaker, I was concerned. You know, what's unfortunate is I don't think I really enjoyed that because of that, because I was so afraid of snoring that mm, it was, yeah. it like, it made me anxious. Cause I was like, I'm literally going to snore. Mm. But my, you know, the times that I've done it with out being the host of a retreat and in that position of like caring for others oh man did that take me away take yeah me away. it's also like when you're when you start sleeping you don't really know what you're doing that's why you don't know you're snoring have you ever had a student who rubs their nipples in <laughs> what okay i had i had a student once that like would rub their chest you guys are gonna think that no i'm not kidding they would rub their chest no i'm not i'm literally not making this up they would rub their chest (laughs) their sweaty chest it was it was a male presenting person and rub their nipples and i was just like girl this is not the bdsm chaturanga institute over here okay Okay. Simple okay, we need to get back. Question is no, that has not ever okay, happened to me. Okay, what's your what's your yeah, point? Into three? Play. What's okay, your point? My three? point number three is I okay. I'm gonna figure out how to say this because okay. Say it as like a simple broad point number three. If you're going to a public yoga class, listen to your body, but don't do your own practice. Okay. 
So, so what I mean by that is I understand, like, for example, I've had a lot of students recently who are pregnant. They're not going to be able to do any belly down back bend. So they skip the chaturanga, they go to down dog, or they do a couple cats and cows. That's a really good example or take child's pose. That's a very, very good example of listening to their body. They're like, okay, this isn't, this teacher's teaching this, this is not going to suit me, but they're still sticking within the theme of the class and then yeah. arriving in this place that I'm going compared to, I think the first episode that we did, I talked about opposite girl where they would yeah. come into the class. I would say stand up and she would sit down. I would say sit up mm -hmm. and she would be like, she was just doing, the, she was doing the, she didn't do anything I taught, which yeah. I was like, then why would you come to the class? And then also if you are someone who's going to be doing a little bit of your own thing, because you're working with injury, be mm -hmm. in the back of the room. Because if someone's in the middle of the room looking forward and you're in the front of the room, they're going to get so confused on what's going on. I agree. Yeah. So we both, and I'm sure all of the yoga teachers listening to this, you've always, we've, we've all had the experience of someone who I just like goes completely rogue and does yeah. their own thing. If they set up in the front of the room, like that, it can be really confusing to the people in the back of the room, which I'm just going to make the generalization that a lot of the people in the back of the room tend to go to the back of the room because they want to have like a reference point in front of them. Mm -hmm. or they mm -hmm. may be newer to the practice or whatever. I love the back of the room just because I never want to be seen in the class. Like I don't want to, this is, this is, this is my own personal yoga teacher etiquette, but I don't want to, as the, as a teacher at the studio that I'm practicing, I don't want to be in the front row and distract students who want to see what my personal practice looks like. I want to be hidden in the back row so that one, I can just tune everything out, but also I don't want students to look at me and be like, oh, she's so strong and flexible and beautiful and amazing. Cause that's obviously what everyone's oh my thinking. God. Well, yeah. When I, <laughs> when I see you practice, I literally, I'm just like, wow, that's what Samadhi looks like. Um, but, <laughs> but, but to get back to the point, go on. Yes. I, to get back to the point, it's just confusing. And it's also like, and I, I like, honestly, this is a question that maybe one, someone can answer and message us or like, leave, like send us on the on Give us Instagram, yeah. which is like, if you are going to go, like, maybe you're just like, I want to be around people. I want community. I understand that. But why would you go to a yoga class and do your own thing the entire time? I just don't understand it. It just doesn't make sense to me. I think deep down it's, it's, the, the reason why we're putting this as etiquette is because it is respectful to, to understand that we put thought and attention into the sequences that we create as well. And like, mm -hmm. we're showing up intentionally for you and it would be, it's, it feels disrespectful when you don't receive our offerings in the way that we've like kind of packaged it up. And also confused, also more importantly than us, Gianna, as teachers, it's the students. And yeah, the students the around, around you, of course, yeah. and distracting the people around mm. you because it is a distraction when someone is like upside down for one whole minute when mm -hmm. you're like, you know, I used to do that. Through. I used to be that. I used to be like, when I first started practicing, I was like, I can do handstands. So I used to go in the front of the room and do handstands. It's so cringy thinking about it, but I will. Again, these are things that we, I've learned. I don't know about you, Gianna, that I've learned from things that I've done incorrectly in yoga yeah, class yeah, or yeah. that I've done that are like attention seeking, you know, like I used to always do that in the front of the class, do handstands until someone was my, a teacher of mine was like, why are you doing that? Like, if you're going to do that, like we, we get that you can do handstands, but go in the back of the room. And I was like, yeah, thanks for calling me out. You are completely right. And 
also, I love including inversions in my sun salutations. I love to, you know, handstand back into chaturanga that that is part of my personal practice. But also that's why I'm going in the back of the room. Not well, like- also Gianna, but then this is also goes back to our other point, which is like, do your own practice, do your own thing, but also follow along. So if you're going to handstand into chaturanga, instead of jumping back, you handstand and then you go back into chaturanga. Like that's not, yeah, that's not you, disrupting you the flow don't of the hold it for a minute. And that's exactly yes. the second point I was going to make. Yeah. So even though I can hold my handstand, not for a minute, but I can hold it longer than 10 not seconds. As long as like yeah. whatever. <laughs> I will intentionally only hold my handstand in a group class, like three to five seconds. Cause I don't want to be so off breath with everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I'm like, that's- okay. you know, okay. Yeah. So we are talking about like, just don't freestyle to the complete different beat of a different drum. Mm-hmm. Now you said you only had two more points. Does that mean you have no more points? Should I start making some points? Yeah, you make some points. I mean, I've been really carrying <laughs> the podcast today. Oh, but... what a carrier you are. Okay. I'm going to include two points. I think we kind of alluded to this and we talked about this in a uh, our very first bonus episode, but just leave your phones out of class. So I'm going to expand on this category besides just like, please silence your phones, give yourself the hour, all of that. And I think, you know, we talked about like noise control, but I just also want to like, I, I can't even believe that this is part of the etiquette I'm going to say, but yoga class is not necessarily a time for, um, either content creation or recording or reuse. So, So like, like I used to have a student, for example, when I worked at a gym that I will not name, uh, in Florida, actually, this is back when I very, very first started teaching and the room was really, really big and I'd get like 50 people or whatever. And I didn't realize this was happening, but this one particular student would set up her camera in the middle like literally in the middle of her mat, right in the front and just like time-lapse her entire practice. Or she was just doing it in real time. And I have no clue, but I also got the vibe. She was trying to put some sexual energy out there in her like cow undulations. (laughs) And I had someone come up to me and point it out to me because I never knew it was a really busy room, Mm. big, big gym room. And I, then the second time I was like, oh, well, it's too late now, like for me to say something, but if she comes back, I'll say something. And I had to say something because it was making people really what uncomfortable. Did what did I say? And what did she say when you're she, like, Hey, don't record yourself. Yeah. She, she respected it and she didn't. Okay. Said, How, okay. I, I'm at, again, another thing I'm asking out there and again, I'm not being facetious answer me and like, let me know. Why would you ever think that it's okay to video yourself at a public class, especially in the middle or front of the room where there's other people's bodies behind you who yeah. you, they did not give consent for you to videotape them? Now, people are going to be like, you, you've you taken pictures of your yoga class, which I did recently. I took a huge wide shot of a big class that I had. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually get anyone's consent. I've actually considered if I should have posted that or not. Yeah. Um, but at the, like that to me, that's just like, it's a really broad, like no one's really, they're just kind of laying down. Um, yeah, but yeah, still, I think but still, I different... thought about, I thought about that too. But like, if you're recording a class and someone's behind you, that is so rude. Yeah. 
Like a I lot agree. of people are very like, in, like one, they may like, there's a couple things. They may be insecure about the way they look in their yoga clothes. They may just want no one to see them on the internet. They yeah. may, you know, it's take, just it's privacy, general privacy. You don't even need yeah. to know why. Exactly. That really, this, cause this happened to me recently, a couple of weeks ago, Gianna, the same thing happened. And this person was in the front of the room and I told them to put their phone away, you know, that we like, you cannot record in this room. And mm -hmm. after they're like, Oh, thanks for letting me know. And I like, which is very sweet, but how do you not know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Am I think I it's just, I just think it's the day and age that we're living in. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, everything's, everything's recorded. recorded and maybe it just, what we find to be, you know, like improper etiquette, they, it's just not on the same page. But I think that the kind of second point to that was, um, recording classes. I'm, I'm like, I want, if I put time and energy into my sequence or my curriculum, I'm like, what are they redoing? What are they doing with this recording? So mm -hmm. I also, from a teacher's perspective, I get a little mm -hmm. bit like, I, yeah, well, I, 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 I'm not, a, I'm not fully against it. Cause there are times I've been in classes and I'm like, oh, I wish I recorded this with like my mentors. And I totally get the reason why, but I don't know. I get what you're saying. I like, I uh, made a huge post on this, like during COVID when we were practicing outside and I had big classes and this happened. I'm like, do not videotape yourself during class. And someone was like, what do you think that you own yoga that you created yoga? I'm like, that is not the point that I'm making at all. Mm -hmm. I do not own yoga. I do not create yoga. I do not make up these poses, but I did put this class together at this time with this group of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be different if it was like someone I'm I'm mentoring or in a TT and they want to like reuse it to learn from it. And they, and we have that kind of relationship, but then there's also like, I don't have many concerns about stealing. No, no, like, no. But, but it is just a little bit weird. I'm just, if someone like, wanted to come to your class and just like, you know, be inspired take the class by and, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a little bit weird. I'm, I just always want to know. I'm like, what are well, you Well, also in vinyasa classes too, it's like, if they were recording their like Bikram series or their Ashtanga, like primary series, that's mm -hmm. the same thing over and over again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, no one's making up that yeah. sequence, you know, but in vinyasa, there is more kind of creative control over what you're putting out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that's, that's where I'm kind of coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so that was I, point number four. Do you want to say anything else about it? Um, no, but I would like to make another point. One more point. Okay. And yeah. I think that this is actually a really good point. Okay. If I do say so myself, which is like, if, for example, you want to take notes or like there is something that you really, a part of it that you really want to record, or, you know, you have to leave early or, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you know, life comes up, just tell the teacher. Yeah. That like, that's really great etiquette. Be like, Hey, um, I'm really inspired by you. you want to I like, I've had students say this, like, I want to take some notes on your class. I'm in a training. Yes. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's great. You know, I think it's just communicating why you're doing something that may seem a little out of the ordinary in that space is a really great way to kind of handle the situation. Just like mm -hmm. be upfront with a teacher, tell yeah. them what's up, you know? So they're, they're not wondering, like, like I've had this, like where people are like taking notes and I'm like, what are they writing down? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, so this, this point we can kind of summarize is like communicating, like communicate. Mm -hmm. If you have to leave early, communicate, if you're taking notes, it, that is again, just a form of respect to kind of like clue us in on these things that may like veer from the typical mm -hmm. student behavior. Um, I mean, this could be a whole other point on its own, but because we're mentioning leave early, like I do think that part of etiquette is staying for Shavasana. Yes. 
Um, it's really like, it's, it's really like the point of the practice. And so it's doing yourself a disservice to not take it. It is a disruption and a distraction to students. If you're leaving during Shavasana, Mm -hmm. um, And again, we know that things happen and we kind of talked about this already where you may have to run out early. That's why we say like leave before the Shavasana so that at least you can kind of be respectful of the people taking it. Mm -hmm. Um, But just like, if you can, for the sake of everyone in the room, please try to stay for Shavasana, stay to the end. You know, that used to really, really bother me in some ways it still does there's a student of mine that literally takes my class twice a week and every single time leaves before shavasana i think i've maybe seen her seen them take shavasana once Mm -hmm. um in the years that i've been teaching and they obviously really like my class because they always come back but um have you ever asked about it i i've i've thought about it because it's like i want to like because the thing is is they they really obviously enjoy my class and i'm like would it be rude if i was like hey I noticed that you leave early during Shavasana. Is there a reason why? Yeah, I would think that's the perfect way to phrase it. That would give you more insight. Like, oh, I have to be back at work at this time. No, I don't think that's it. It's like no matter the time. Or or exactly. If it is like, I just really hate Shavasana. Maybe that's something you could actually be really helpful to help. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that like that I've been told too, that like for a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I, I really, really try to stay clear of the word trauma informed. Cause I'm still trying to figure out for myself what that means. Yeah. Um, but like be more aware that people have trauma and PTSD and with silence, sometimes that can be very triggering. At least yeah. that's from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe there is some kind of trauma response that I'm not aware of. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to go up. And like, the thing is, is they're very, they're very polite about it. As in like, they set up towards the back of the room. They're quiet mm-hmm. when they leave their stuff. It's like, you know, they're not disrupting necessarily, but I just, it's for me, it's more of an inquiry of like, why? I agree. And I think like the trauma conscious approach from, again, someone who is not, I'm not a trauma therapist. I'm mm. not, this is not my area of expertise, but like my own trauma conscious and I'm using the mm. word conscious. Yeah. That's, I think a really good way in, of putting it. Intentionally is because I'm just trying to be conscious of mm. the fact that we all have trauma and it manifests in, uh, in, in different ways for many people. But the way I in, in like introduced, introduce Shavasana always has options and invitations. And like, I, like, I know that it's not, it could be triggering to have your eyes closed. So mm-hmm. I will, my language around, if it's comfortable for you, mm-hmm. you can close your eyes. I said the same thing. Yours. Whatever or, feels safer for you, open or close. Or yeah. And like I also, I, I don't necessarily always teach Shavasana as you have to lay down in corpse pose. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I will say like, if this is uncomfortable for you, you're welcome to take a sideline position or a seated meditation or something like that. Again, this gets like wordy, but I think it can make the world of a, of a difference for people who want to leave before then mm-hmm. to know that there are options mm-hmm. um, and to just like maybe experience Shavasana in a way that is that resonates mm. for them. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so that was like a kind of side point or own point. Let's make that its own point. So that's our point number seven. Seven. Wow. That's a lot of points. 
Did we do seven? You said the first one is be early. Be early. Don't leave early. Yeah. Um, don't loud breathe. Yeah. Or slash just noise control. Mm -hmm. And then you had two more points. The, you did the third one. Did we forget it already? The third one was a don't do your own practice. Like, oh, yeah. so kind of like respect all mm -hmm. of that. I did four, which was um, don't film yourself really, or rather mm -hmm. just like be conscious of like your use of social media or recording. And then you just said this other one of like communicate. That was five. Mm -hmm. Communi communicate where or what's going on. If you're taking notes, if you have to leave early, six, try to stay for sh Shavasana. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to add, are... I want to add a seven and it's about cleanliness um, and cleaning up after yourself. So this is like a, a two for one. Take I'm it away. Take it away. Saucha. Um, no, I, I really, really think it is proper etiquette to obviously clean up after yourself in the yoga room. If you take a lot of props, please put them back. And it, it may sound really silly that I'm saying this, but I've taught at places where people would just leave their stuff everywhere. Um, Gianna, do you want to know who reminds me of you saying this? Cause you'll love this. What? Tracy, my best friend used to come to my class uh -huh. I, and she would get so angry that people would not put the, the blocks away correctly. She'd be like, aren't these adults? She She'd be like, aren't these adults? Like she would say that. She's like, aren't we adults? Yeah. Why are these blocks put away like this? Even though it was yeah. me, like literally through them. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm the, I'm the person. No, I have to say like, this has happened more so in gyms than in studios yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and then also like I, I would teach hot yoga. And so people tend to, I mean, not, I don't only teach hot yoga, but I would teach a couple of hot yoga classes at different places. And like, so if you're sweating all over everything and that includes like sweating on your neighbor's mat like you like that's not nice etiquette like I especially when I was a student practicing Bikram in like a very very busy room I don't know how if this is just my my luck I always had like a tall big man next to me somehow some way that would like me too <laughs> <laughs> and, and I swear to god they would drip sweat on my mat and it would just make me want to vom so I get it we are sweaty in hot yoga but then literally like, men are men are like disgusting <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything like I that, mean like yeah they're, they're like they're like literally my favorite thing but they're also disgusting <laughs> I just think like, yeah, so, so there, there's that. And then also South Chat, like, a, like, I think there's a part of like arriving to the room, like not with, you know, in, in a cleanly state. Like I, because I taught in a gym, like sometimes people would do their own workout first and then go take a yoga class and like walk in smelling like they're sweaty BO and then like set no, up. That like, doesn't, yeah, that doesn't really bother me. That bothers me. That's not proper etiquette like you, you like don't, don't you don't like what if you like did like a 20 minute warm-up and you were sweating a little bit like do you think that you should go shower and go back to a class honestly it, it if you are smelling if you yeah, are yeah, smelling yeah. bo but some people don't know that they smell like bo 
I know. And that's I don't a smell luckily. I luckily have a really good scent, but um no, but it is No, that, I get it. That and that can be that a, can be like you're in a group setting, you want to be I was gonna say it, it's an invasive thing. It's an inv- mm. it's in that smell can really be invasive to the the group experience. Oh, I got one. I got one more for you related to that. Okay. So that was number six. Now that, it was, or seven. We, like, that we, was got seven. A, we got a you guys, hundred we points. We can't count. We can't count. No, no, no. Just Whatever like, it don't is. Even here's, worry. The, here's the last one. The last and final one. Okay. If you're sick, don't come to a class to try to sweat oh, it thank out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love this point. There are people like, I'm sick. I just came here to sweat it out. Fuck off. You're going to make know. us all sick. You're a piece of shit. And also, in this day and age, I'm like, why do I even have to say no, Gianna this? No, sees someone who's going to sneeze and she's like, you better get the fuck away from me. Wait, did I tell you? Did I tell you that I was walking down the street and this woman was talking on her phone on speakerphone? And so I heard, like, I heard the speakerphone and the person on the speakerphone started going into a sneezing fit. And I jumped and ran across the street and it was like, <laughs> and I was like, it wasn't even the person I passed by. It was the person on the other end of the phone. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, but, I'm like, someone sneezed in California. She's like, I'm moving to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have issues with that. But anyway, no, but- I agree with you. Like, there's, I, I, okay. This happened to me in, in therapy. I don't think my therapist listens to the podcast, but I had to actually say this, but in therapy, my, my therapist, I'm sitting across from her, started like, like coughing over and over and had to get a cough drop. And then she tells me she like babysat her sick grandchildren all wait, weekend. Wait. Is this like in, this is in person? There was in person. And I was yeah, like, so weird. you had me come to the office when you're sick. Did you say this to her? No, because my immediate reaction is like, just like shock. And I, and I also like have this thing. I don't know if it's just like my tendency to be like the nice girl, but I'm like, don't want to make other feel uncomfortable by my own discomfort. Literally that's called being a woman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I wasn't (laughs) going to say it, but yeah. So I actually, I was in my head shocked and like, also, by the way, like this happened, like right after I recovered from having the worst case of COVID ever. So I was just like extra anxious. So I put on a mask and then I told her, I was like, do you have a mask? And so I did advocate for myself in that way. But then like later on, I called her and I was like, Hey, if you're ever feeling sick again, I would rather a virtual session because I feel like, like a lot of hearings, but also a lot of your anxiety is also like over getting sick. So like, that yeah, I'm I sorry, know exactly. I was like, you're, you I was can like, take you're, that out if you want. No, no, I, I don't care. I'm, I am totally an open book. Like I have a lot of anxiety, like health related anxiety. So, mm-hmm. so like, I don't go to therapy to like have more anxiety. More anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, people... I went, to, went to therapy to talk about my anxiety of getting sick. And then my therapist coughed on me. It was a great session. <laughs> no. And then I spent the next 24 hours spiraling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, in the group setting, it shows a really big lack of like care and consideration for the people around you. Absolutely. So absolutely. just don't so, come to the yeah, class. Yeah. Well, like rest. It's again, working out for an hour. Is not, you need to, you need to rest. You need to drink some water with some lemon, um, do a couple lines of cocaine, and then you're going to feel fine. Okay. Let's Especially play- if you have a, a cold. Let's play cancel, commit, explore with some of these etiquettes. Okay. 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 We'll choose, we'll each choose one. Okay. So the, um, doing your own practice. 
Okay, you, you have to give me three. No, no, you're gonna name one. Oh, hello, doing hello. your own. Okay, doing your own practice. Um, sick, coming in sick, and arriving late, and arriving late. Ooh, cancel, commit, explore, being sick, arriving late, or a student doing their own practice. I know what I'm gonna do. What are you gonna do? I'm going to cancel being sick. Okay. I'm gonna explore being late. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to marry doing your own practice because I'll just do it. I'll do enough of my own practice, but still be respectful. I honestly have to agree with you. You have to, you literally have to cancel being sick. Yeah. Like you can't do that. And we could explore the being late. You're like, okay, everyone gets three strikes. Exactly. Exactly. But, we can explore that. You don't have to commit to it. But if that person doing their own practice is, is, um, in the back on, of the room, on time on and time. In, in full health. Give and full health and doing day. their own thing in the back corner. Do whatever the <laughs> fuck you want, motherfucker. Um, and in terms of a funny story kind of related to related to etiquette is, well, this kind of, okay, this girl, this, this person, I'm sorry, I'm really trying not to use, I just want to use gender neutral pronouns. This person was, person is not a pronoun. Language. Thank you. Um, I literally, <laughs> I, I was asking you the question, like I yeah. was saying it. So I was asking you a question. I think I'm wrong. Was doing a handstand and um, actually they wouldn't care. They weren't being disrespectful. They weren't doing bad etiquette, but it just reminds me of handstands in the front of the room. And they, they fell over <laughs> and oh it was goodness. a packed room and their sister screamed their name at the top of their lungs. <laughs> Whoa, 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 wait. Okay, so they fell and it made their sister who was also in class scream. Next, next, next to them and was like, blah, blah, blah. And like just screamed their name when they fell. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's, again, disruptive, probably funny. Slash no, it was funny. They didn't, yeah. Like they, they weren't trying to be rude, but like it was her sister. So I think it was just jarring for her to see her fall and she was scared. Mm -hmm. You know, but and this, again, this girl was, to this person was totally fine. Um, But yeah, it was like, I, yeah. I actually feel like I could say the name because they would not get offended, but yeah. Don't. Whatever. We're already at this point without it. We don't need it. We don't need it. Yeah. We don't need it. Their yeah. name was Rebecca spelled. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It wasn't, it wasn't Rebecca. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I have a couple of funny stories that could be good for this topic, but I think I want to talk about, Ooh, Bradshaw, should I talk about feedback or the retreat attendee that I had asked to leave for in, in this episode. The retreat Feedback. attendee is like literally whole, an entire episode. Okay. We're going to, I'll tell that story on the retreat episode. Okay. So this story, I had this student at the very, very beginning of my teaching career. I was teaching at a gym and that gym told me that I couldn't play music. That's like copy Copyrighted. Is that how you say that? I, I couldn't copyrighted. Copyrighted. Thank you. Like, we, both of us can speak. I don't know what pronouns are. We don't know we how don't we know. got a podcast, except that <laughs> anyone could have one. <laughs> oh, literally. Um, okay. So we had to be very, like, we had to only play music in the public domain. And at this time, this is a long time ago, mm -hmm. we still had CD players and they had a binder of CDs at oh the God. front desk. So we used to go over and like take a CD from the binder. But again, like iPods and iPhones and whatever were getting more popular. So some teachers were, were moving on to that. Um, but I, I am a rule follower 
Oh my God, it's so annoying. And so, I mean, it's probably good, but it's annoying. So like once iPods came out and whatever, and people just started to like use their iPods during class, most teachers were like, F this rule, F this binder. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, okay, well, I don't have any, you know, music in the public domain on my, on my iPod. So I stuck with these CDs. I was, I was literally the only teacher who stuck with the binder and the CDs. And then I discovered, cause there wasn't a huge collection. I maybe had like 10 CDs to choose from. So I would alternate between these two that I deemed the most tolerable <laughs> for, for my classes. And there was this man who without fail after every single class used to give me feedback about the music. Oh my God. <laughs> and he would, well, actually he used to give me feedback about everything. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is this is in Florida. And so in Florida at where I was living and teaching back in my early career is a really big uh, spot for snowbirds. So mm -hmm. people would come in November to this area of Florida and they would leave by March. And so, and I was teaching there for three years. So come snowbird season, it literally meant like this guy was going to be in my class every single time I taught and give me feedback. And so he would come up to me after class and be like, such a great crap class, really loved your class. You know, you're amazing, but I just have to say, and then insert what would he Something say? Something super negative. He's like, that playlist was terrible. It was so boring. I couldn't get into it. And it's literally just like nature tones and yeah, like, of course. Of <laughs> like course. flutes and whatever. I'm like, I know. What do you want me to do? And, um, and, but it was, it was like, then I try a different disc, the different CD. And then like the next day that was a little bit better, but still, <laughs> I just can't, I can't fully get into it. Your class would be so much better with, you know, so-and-so plays I, may, Bon Jovi. And I'm like, okay. Maybe it's like literally another point, which is just like, sometimes feedback, good, good etiquette is don't give feedback. Oh my God. Well, there literally is feedback etiquette. And, um, on the episode with Amy, we kind of talked about where I was working then where, that I was ever, I don't ever want feedback unless I ask for it. I don't ever want really? it. Really? That's well, no, I shouldn't say no, no, no. Like I what if you had a friend ever. take your class? A hundred percent. No, no, no. And, and like Tracy's given me really good feedback because she's my really good friend. So she knows yeah. me. Not, like, I feel comfortable with her being like, she like, she'll be like, I have no idea what that meant. Like people, yeah. the, people are not going to understand what you mean when you say that it doesn't make sense or, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that, that's fine. I, I just, I can get overthinky as you can too. Yeah, so sometimes if someone gives me feedback and I, uh, perceive it as negative, I'll obsess about it. And it mm -hmm. doesn't actually help my teaching. Well, yeah, so I am open. I shouldn't say I'm not open to feedback. I am open to feedback. I shouldn't say I don't want to. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no, just there's, something there's, I don't want to There's hear. a time and a place for it. And I have to be honest, it depends who it's coming from. I'm going to receive feedback so much differently from certain people than I would from others. Like if I literally have never met you, and you're also a yoga teacher and you just decide that you want to give me feedback. And I'm going to be like, well, I don't know how you teach. I don't know your school, your lineage, your school, your of thought and mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. And so I could get a little bit more defensive or protective or whatever, but I have to say the place that I was working at, they were so into corporate feedback. Every single mm -hmm. time I taught, it would be like another piece of feedback. And there is such thing as too much. And also like 
I am committed to my growth as I know you are, but there has to be a certain point where it's like, when can I just accept or can other people accept like this is what I bring to the table? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why does it always have to feel at this certain corporate entity that I always have to improve? No, I also think that sometimes I also respect, like you're saying, it depends on the person. There are people I respect feedback from Gianna and then other people. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, There are people that I accept feedback from and then other people I don't. Yeah. Like if there's some like you know nothing about teaching yoga. Was there a piece you literally of feed- know nothing? So the best piece of feedback you got was basically like a lot the average student doesn't understand this, 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 and this. So if you were being like really technical. No, 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 no. no. Oh, you're talking about from Tracy? From, yeah. Well, no, I'm just wondering, is that like the best feedback you've gotten? Oh, I've gotten some other good feedback. I feel like I give you a lot of unsolicited feedback. I just want to apologize. No, but we're, no, 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 but we, no, no, no. That's very, very different because we're very comfortable with each other. And I, and yeah. I value your opinion because you're very knowledgeable in terms of the service I'm providing. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, not open to feedback. It's just that some, it's like, take, you know what I think is, Jenna, like take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. If I, like, if I was a, at this corporate entity that you're talking about and these people yeah. have never taught yoga classes and they're like, I think you should do this. I said, you should go fuck off because you know nothing <laughs> about what I'm doing. True. I did. uh, My favorite piece of feedback from that place that I didn't realize is a lot of times I was seeing cues, like I was impersonalizing cues. I'd be like, step the right foot back instead of your, instead of step your right foot back. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Oh, I think I can personalize this more. Mm -hmm. I I do a blend of it, but I think like that was really helpful for me to like be, be aware of my language Mm -hmm. around that kind of stuff. So there's also day, but there's also days too. Like if you're having a rough day, it's like, I don't want to hear feedback. I know. And also like, unfortunately not every class is going to be in my top five. That's the other thing is just like, I, it's like, I am pretty in tune when things are good and when things are bad. Yeah. And like I or not bad, but not like up to the caliber to your, that they have. Even your own standards. Exactly. We're, human. Like, we're not yeah, freaking exactly. robots. I could like sense I'm like that was not the best class. It wasn't bad, but it yeah. definitely wasn't my best work. Yeah. You didn't like inspire people to change their lives, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this is a whole other tangent. But before we let all of you go, let's talk about how you can submit topic ideas to the podcast and you can submit a recording to be part of the podcast. We're gearing up to release more bonus episodes. There's one a month. We're going to release it in the middle of the month on a Thursday where we get to hear from you, answer your questions, share experiences and advice, and really kind of invite you in on this. So go to our website, kayayogaschool.com slash podcast, fill that out. And of course, Rate, review, and subscribe, everyone. If you are listening and you made it to this point and you haven't given us a five-star review or- It's disrespectful. It's A five-star rating or a stellar written review, then what are you doing? Bad Bad etiquette. Bad etiquette. (laughs) Oh, also, don't forget, we are going to Nicaragua and we only have two rooms left. So all of you, and we like we have the early bird pricing that's happening right now. Um, it's only going to happen until what? June, June 1st. So check it all out. We can't wait till next time. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Baby, come on over tonight and we'll make it all right. Take a piece of my heart and go from the start. Remember Samantha Mumba?
Yeah, I can't believe that's the song you remember to whip out. <laughs> Bye.